Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the third hour of our show, the Colleen Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. Third hour this Friday, July 26th. It's just after two o'clock. Hopefully, your afternoon is going swimmingly. And uh, hopefully we're not going to have bad weather for the rest of the afternoon. I don't know. We'll get there later. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, thanks for joining us today. We need to talk about um, Instagram. Ooh. Okay. Specifically, what celebrities make to uh, use Instagram. That is, what advertisers will pay celebrities to post uh, about their products on Instagram. Spawn con. So we love to talk about Priyanka Chopra, right? Because she's one half of the publationship known as Chonus. Yep. What's a publationship, Holly? A publationship is a relationship that is in service of publicity in Hollywood to further the couple's career. Indeedly do. Yeah. So, um, and I just think Priyanka Chopra is a master at using her social media to get attention. Yes. And make money. Yes. She was able to monetize her wedding, for example, in a way, in all the different facets of the marriage process. Well, and the reason that we talk about Priyanka Chopra, now she's a star in her own right, but the reason we talk about her so much is because she has managed to leverage this marriage with Nick Jonas into another level of celebrity. Like, we're not watching her movies necessarily. We're just talking about her, Priyanka Chopra, being... Priyanka Chopra, who is married to Nick Jonas. Like, that is the textbook definition of a publationship. Absolutely. So, should we get to the numbers? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, so this outfit called Hopper, and I think they're like a an app to like schedule posts. So, it's like if you're on Instagram, you might use something like Hopper to post uh, to your account. Mm-hmm. And if you're like a big influencer, you probably got to have one of these apps to make it all work, right? right. Got to have an app for your app. Yeah. Well, they created a list for the 2019 Instagram rich list. And I am just amazed. And you are going to feel like the biggest failure at life when you hear what some of these celebrities are making on their Instagram posts. All right, try me. Oh, my God. Let's boost. So what you're saying is you're going to boost all of our self-esteems by releasing how much these people make by scheduling an Instagram post for us to consume. All right. Okay, so I will tell you that on the list from one to, let's see, 100, they have a list of one to 100 on the Instagram rich list for 2019. And Priyanka Chopra is actually at 19. She is number 19 on the list out of 100. And she, uh, let's see, they have her listed as um, 
Asia. She's a celebrity um, because she's originally from India right. and still does a lot of her work there. Mm-hmm. And then they have her followers listed at, mm. where did mm-hmm. this go? 43 million. So she has 43 million followers. She's number 19 on the rich list. That garners her apparently around $271,000 for a paid advertisement on her Instagram post. So if she is is selling, you are buying for $271,000 a post. Man, she okay, can I describe for you one of these posts Bradley yeah. and Sonny? I'm going to ask you if you think that this Instagram post is worth what $250,000? Yep. Is that what you said? Priyanka Chopra 271. This is what Priyanka Chopra got paid. $271,000 to post. She did this on July 5th, where she's wearing a nice little wrap dress, just a photograph from the waist up, looking out into the distance under the Tuscan sun, with the caption, under the Tuscan, hashtag Team Pixel. That was a paid partnership with Google Pixel. Ooh. She is staring out in the middle of nowhere, and she made $270,000. It's literally just a picture of her at a balcony, like, hey, look That's at me it. making all this money that you're not. Hi. Hey. Um, oh. Okay, so, you know, now $271,000 is nothing to sneeze at. That is a lot of money. Mm. But in the world of Instagram posts, you guys, she is broke. She yeah. is poor. So you're going to make she us is, feel even more bad. She oh. is. See the top of that list. This is going to break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So let's go a little further up the list first. All so, right. You know, we've got Priyanka Chopra making about 270000 And then let's go to somebody like, um, let's, I don't know, let's pick a. Justin Bieber. Uh, Justin Bieber. Okay, where's Justin Bieber? He's, he's number 10 on the list of 100 most, uh, 100 richest Instagram <laughs> celebrities. Justin Bieber, he has about 114 million followers. So, you know, significantly more than Priyanka. Yeah. Would it surprise you to learn that Justin Bieber makes, on average, $722,000 for a post on Instagram? What am I doing wrong? Now, $722,000, just to be clear, is more than, I think, pretty much everyone listening. Probably most of us combined. Okay, maybe not most of us, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Now, I'm looking at Justin Bieber's Instagram account, and uh, it doesn't look like he's been doing a lot of SpawnCon lately. He's trying to sell his Drew line, which is a smiley face with his Drew on it. I mean, real great in the fashion design world, but still, the fact that he is making almost... Three quarters of a million dollars every time he decides to dip into the spawn con world. Now, uh, there's some Kardashian and Jenners that are on the lists at 13 and 14, and they make roughly about $600,000 or just under. Um, I will say Chloe makes less than Kendall. Kendall makes more than her sister. Uh huh. And I'm sure that's a point of contention. Well, what's the Chloe Kardashian sum there? 598. 598,000. That means. That Chloe Kardashian, we talked about her as your D-bag of the day, Bradley, for her flat tummy tee, that monstrosity of a photograph. She got paid half a million dollars to like pose with her face and Mm -hmm. some body parts that aren't hers. She could have paid a bit of Photoshop. I would have taken a thousand dollars. Teenager, right. like here, make this <laughs> right. look good. All right, now I want to know who's number one on this list. So again, we're doing a list, uh, the Instagram Rich List 2019. This is from Hopper HQ. Um, 
they have a list of the 100 richest people, or at least the people who make the most per post on Instagram for advertising. All right, so we've at gone the, through. We've gone through Priyanka Chopra. We've gone through Justin Bieber, a couple lower, lesser Kardashians. Well, would it surprise you to learn that number one on the list of the Instagram rich list for 2019 is none other than Kylie Jenner? <laughs> Kylie Jenner cost per post with her 139 million followers, $1,266,000. Mm. Shut. Per post. Shut up, Brad. Per post. Shut up. That's not like mm. uh, the most per post. That's per post. She's hanging out, grabbing her boob over a bottle of lotion, and she got paid over a million dollars to do that. And the next person on the list is Ariana Grande, coming in at under a million. She's at 996. So, and Cristiano Ronaldo only makes 975 million compared to Kylie Jenner's, or excuse me, 975,000 compared to Kylie Jenner's 1.2. So if you wonder why Kylie Jenner is considered a billionaire, that's why. Breaking in the money. Mm. Okay, what are you making for your posts there, Holly? That's a personal question. What's the answer? I have no comment. Okay. That How about you, Brad? That means zero. What about you, Brad? Zero. Okay. I think we're all making zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Instagram to Paul, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies joins us to tell us oh, if we need do we need to get to the theaters this weekend? I don't know, but luckily we've got our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joining us. He'll tell us exactly what's worth going to the theaters to see this weekend, if at all. Uh, you're listening to Colleena Bradley here on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts, along with Sonny and you, Paul McGuire Grimes. Thanks for having Hello, me. Hello, Paul. Hi. Hello. Hello. What are we starting with? Today? Let's start with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I'm so this excited. This is a film from Quentin Tarantino. And I say that because he considers his Kill Bill movies as one movie. So if you're like looking at his filmography and thinking, no, there's already been nine. Isn't this ten? No, Kill Bill is one movie. Because I wanted to get that out of the way. Technically part one, Kill yep. Bill volume one and Kill Bill volume two. Yes. That's one movie. One movie. With two volumes. Yes. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's Hollywood 1969 and he's taking the fictional character of Rick Dalton. He's kind of this Western TV actor played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He's kind of seen his career going down the toilet and he's got to make some changes. Brad Plitt. Pitt plays his stunt double, and then he pairs him as being the next-door neighbor to Sharon Tate, played by Margot Robbie. So Quentin's really doing that kind of revisionist history with this movie as well. And I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it, and I think it's one that's going to grow even more with time. I've heard, actually, that very those very words practically spoken out of uh, a critic's mouth who said that this movie will sit with people for a long time beyond them seeing it in the theater. Right. Because it's a very different kind of Quentin. You know, mm -hmm. we're used to, like, the huge explosive violence, the over-the-topness. Right. And that's really kept at a minimal here. The violence is really safe for the climax, which is fantastic, and you will not see it coming. And then the profanity is kept at a minimum. And it really is just about these two actors, one trying to revitalize his career and the other one live in life, loving that her career is skyrocketing, loving being pregnant with her first child with Roman Polanski. And we, of course, know what happens to oh, Sharon so Tate. So Am I going to be sad? The, um, no. Oh, okay. I would say that you won't be sad. But there is that kind of underlying tension where you see her loving her career, but yeah. then kind of knowing in the back of your head what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. Meet some of the members of Charles Manson's crew. Uh, has a massive cast. Kurt Russell, Al Pacino's in it, Lena Dunham, Dakota Fanning. 
So you feel like this, because one of the other things I read about this movie, and again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Paul saw the movie, so he's giving us his thoughts. Um, one of the things that I read was that it's it's perhaps a sign of a new chapter of his directing career, possibly quite for sure. I know you know I feel like this is a mature side of Quentin, mm-hmm. maybe Quentin as an adult. You know, it's really his, his love letter to the industry. He has such a uh, love, he has such a passion for film and that era, and you really really feel like he's trying to make the, his kind of version of that. You see a lot of commercials from the time, you you know the old westerns from that time that he's kind of recreated in this movie. Sure, and with that in mind. Because one of the things about Quentin Tarantino, at least for me, is that like sometimes he just like lifts things from movies of the past and instead of doing an homage, he basically like rips them off. Do you right. find that in this movie? Um, I would say maybe a little of both. Yeah. Like he he plays a Batman commercial as the end credit, so he's directly using that, but then he's re- he's creating a new a new Western TV show, but then he's also then putting the Leo character in like a Steve McQueen movie because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, he would have been up for this part. So then you kind of see him as if he was in this movie. So there's a little bit of like him, you know, it's hard to describe without really seeing it. So it's, a, you also have to kind of know that era of era of Hollywood to a, a kind of appreciate what is going on here. Because you'll see people kind of come in and out, these figures that you'll know, and if you don't know who they are, you wouldn't recognize them or place them. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've been talking about this week in terms of this movie is that it it takes pl- it's such a, a pivotal moment in American history, but it also in, you know, ho- not just Hollywood, but you've got Hollywood, you've got California, you've got the United States, you've got the world. I mean, there's so much that happens in 1969. Yes. Um, that it's it's it will be interesting to see how he's, pick something very specific. So what I'm saying is, does he do a good job of not making it just too broad or too over the top or too many things coming in and out? I would say not because it really is about the two actors. He talks about the hippie movement and kind of the danger there, if you will. But it, because it's so much about Leo's character that it's he's not he's not delving into too much. And I think you also bring in what you want out of this movie mm. too. Like you bring in a fascination with Sharon Tate if that's the story that you want to latch onto or. Uh, or I've loved Brad Pitt's career, or I know Quentin's movie so well that I'm picking up this from his other movie, mm. or I'm seeing him referencing his own movie here, too. So I think we all go into this kind of movie very differently. It's two hour. It's over two and a half hours. It is a slower pace. I just want to put that out there. You may be wondering, where is this going? Mm-hmm. You know, but there's a payoff at the end. So, um, yeah, and... Uh, I I have take- a sl- I'm giving it four out of five. Okay. You know, that's significant. It is. And so in, well, I'm going to ask you, Paul, yeah. since you've probably seen all of Quentin Tarantino's movies and people seem to like to rank them, where would you put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I, ooh, that's a great question. I would probably put it in the middle somewhere. Just because when I think about Quentin's movies, there are such trademarks to all of them. And he has those here, but like there's shots of Kill Bill that are like seared in my head. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards and Django or even Pulp Fiction. And there's other ones like Jackie Brown or like Death Proof that aren't as ingrained. So I would say that this is maybe middle. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. All right. So um, I, I know. for that. I'm actually, this is the first Quentin Tarantino movie that I'm uh, interested in seeing since Pulp Fiction. Wow. I just, I'm Bit not of a second huge, for you. It's the violence that usually turns me off. And I've, like, heard, I, like, I've had a lot of people like, ask about that. Yeah. And it's really, this movie is really not violent, except for the ending. But yeah. it's like, 
it makes sense, and it's still not as like horrific yeah. as all the others. Mm-hmm. To me, it was always, and the thing that I had an issue with Pulp Fiction um, was just that you didn't know when the violence was coming, mm-hmm. and so it was always just like you were always like, Ugh, there's there is a jarring nature about Quentin's movies, yeah. and I didn't feel jarred at all in this. Oh, all right, well, all right. if that you know that helps. Now, uh, Lion King loved it. Okay, I have okay. to say, Paul. When we want to know why, when you're thinking about the this idea of ranking Disney remakes, I would put this at either number two or number three. It is stunning, and what I loved about it is that they don't mess with it. It literally is the Lion King that you remember from the animated movie, just made to look photorealistic. So there were times where I felt like I was watching a Planet Earth documentary. Mm-hmm. And then having like Donald Glover and Beyonce do these voices, the, like you'll recognize the music, they don't do any funky arrangements with it or add any side plots or stupid characters. I love the animated movie, so I then loved this one because they kept true to what the heart of that is. Wow. All right. Billy Eichner, Seth Rogen are fantastic. They steal the whole darn movie. Four and a half out of five ticket subs for that. Wow. Oh, All right. Okay. Well, so you've got plenty to go see in uh, in theaters this weekend. Paul, thank you so much. Are Thanks you going to be on Twin me. Cities Live? Yes, I will. Four o'clock, KSTP, 5 Eyewitness News. Fabulous. And we'll be right back here on the. A lot of crazy, stupid idiots getting too close for comfort. We'll tell you about them in just a moment here on the Colleen Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything free stuff right now because we have a bride ticket away. <laughs> Holly, what do we got to give away? We have yet another pair of tickets to give away to go see Hanson at Mystic Lake on November 8th. Be sure that you can go and be sure that you haven't won anything at my talk in the past 30 days, but we're going to give it to good old caller number 7651-641-1071 is going to win a pair of tickets to go and see Hanson. You know you want to go. All right, caller number 7651-641-1071 win those tickets. And now let's move along to Crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this state. Florida. Florida. Sonny did not want any part of that. It's because she's getting the handsome tickets to caller number seven. All right. Well, let's, uh, where are we going first? We are going to Atlanta, Georgia, or at least the Atlanta, Georgia area. Okay. Now, I ask you, Brad, have you ever had a craving in the middle of the night for a certain kind of food? Have I ever had a craving? Um, most nights, actually. Yeah. But sure, tell me more. Well, I think that Carlton Andrews had that going on. So oh, okay. what I kind happened? of understand. So Carlton Andrews, he had a craving at 2.30 in the morning for a little KFC. And he also wanted some cigarettes. So 2.30 in the morning, you want some KFC, you want some cigarettes. That's fine, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, Carlton Andrews decided to go about getting this in a very interesting way. He, Carlton decided to steal an ambulance from Wait, a psychiatric hospital. To get KFC and Siggy's? To get KFC and Siggy's. He used to be a patient at the hospital, so he knew where the ambulance was uh, stored. He knew where the keys were, so... Gotta get that six-piece and oh, God. a pack of... Marble lights and 
I mean, it sounds like a hot, hot two thirty in the morning night. I mean, right? I would have thrown in some Ben and Jerry's for sure because oh, you got to yeah. have that sweet to you know to, uh, to wrap it all up with. Yeah, they did <sighs> find Carlton uh, at the gas station with the ambulance, and unfortunately for Carlton, even though it was a good idea, he had some cravings, and he went and he satisfied those cravings. He was arrested. At least he did satisfy his cravings in the meantime. Yeah, and when asked why. He stole the ambulance. Carlton simply said that he needed a ride to the gas station and to the Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's I mean, it. Why didn't he call Uber or something? Thank you, Brad. That's what most people would do. Exactly. Gosh, you got to know that things are real bad if you're calling Uber to do fast food. We need to do that as a question next week. Have you ever called Uber to get fast food? Well, do you think people do that? Most likely they would get like Uber Eats or something, right? I feel like there's a couple of services that will go to the convenience stores yeah. and get food for you. But because with the Uber, that means that you have to get in the Uber and then well, go to I mean. the convenience I like, store. I want to see if you get... Well, I'm thinking of fast food. So like KFC, you go through the drive-thru in an Uber. Now, I know people will stop... They will make their Uber on their way home, let's say, stop at the fast food place. I would never have even thought of but that. But to like somebody thinking, you know, like, oh, people used to do that all the time. Like and when you're in a cab, you make them stop, you know, roll through the BK on the way home. Goes to show what I know. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious if you've, if people like sitting on their couch on a Saturday night are like, I'm going to get an Uber and go for a ride to get me some KFC. That's when you know if you have a craving like that, you need to get off your butt and just go do it yourself. If you can safely, yeah. then you get off your butt. I'm All sorry right. for Carlton. He was arrested. Next time you have a craving, do what Bradley said and uh, get an Uber. Okay. Where are we going? Uh, we are now going to Florida. Yay! Yay! Um, I need to tell you about a lady. Um, she was hungry, too. Uh, so food, another food-related crazy stupid idiot. I want to tell you about 55-year-old Kimberly Jean Carroll. She was arrested last night following a confrontation that took place in her residence. Kimberly Jean. Now, Kimberly shares her residence with the victim, in this case, a man. Uh, and the man uh, and this woman got into an argument. Not unusual, not uncommon, a frequent uh, occurrence on crazy stupid idiots, yeah. but it is why the couple got into an argument that earned them crazy stupid idiot status. Did he hog the remote? That stinks. No. He's streaming all of his shows, and she can't watch her stories, and then they get into it. No, I remember that. I said there was some food oh, relations. Okay, were they not sharing pizza again? Because we had the crazy stupid idiot. Remember that wasn't sharing the pizza, and then she pulled out a knife and then like tried to kill the person because they wouldn't share the pizza. No, in fact, it really bothered uh, Carol. Uh, there was one thing that bothered Jean Carroll, Kimberly Jean Carroll, Kimberly. Kim- she's got too many names. Kimberly Jean. Kimberly. Uh-huh. It turns out that Kimberly was not impressed with the way her male live-in partner sliced the roast beef is that a euphemism (laughs) no no she did not like how he was cutting the meat and potatoes for their dinner and a verbal altercation ensued followed by a physical altercation in fact kimberly struck the victim about the face with a closed fist and then she proceeded to spit on him repeatedly Again, just to remind you, because of the way he cut the meat and potatoes. Something tells me that maybe these people weren't sober in this story. Something tells me that maybe there was something that they were arguing about before the roast beef and potatoes, if you know what I mean. So you're saying perhaps her beef 
was more than just beef and potatoes. That was okay. Nobody? That was okay. Oh, I like that please. was okay. I like it. Okay, so um, I'm just thinking, how would you cut meat and potatoes that would make you beat somebody in the face? How would you even cut a roast beef other than you would just put your fork in it and then you'd slice it? Yeah, like that's know. it. Well, it's maybe fine. he was cutting. Maybe he wasn't cutting against the grain. Oh, so or maybe it, he was just cutting it off in weird square hunks instead of a slices. Big, a big hunk. Like, yeah, here. Just, <laughs> that's not how you do that. She sure smashed his face. Yeah. Anything? No. Smashed his face. Smashed potato. Oh no, it's smashed. It's, okay, I'm gonna go over it, here now. They weren't mashed potatoes. <laughs> but a for effort. A for effort. Oh, I tried. <laughs> Yeah, you want recognition for that and wouldn't give it to me for beef. I see how you are. Who All was right. arrested? Was Where, anybody arrested? Yeah, Carol did. She went to jail. Bye. Bye, Kimberly Jean. Kimberly, I'm Kimberly sorry. Jean. I can't tell. That's fine. Where are we going now? We're going to Florida. We're going to Alamante Springs, Florida. Now, this can be for anybody, specifically all of those who are listening out there who are planning to storm Area 51. Okay, there are over 1.5 million people who have checked into this Facebook group. They are going to storm Area 51, that secret military base out in the Nevada desert that allegedly has aliens and other government secrets. Well, there is an insurance agency in Florida, the St. Louis Agency, and his agency is offering alien abduction insurance. What? Alien abduction. So the insurance would be that if you are abducted by aliens, then you will get a payout or your family would get a payout. Yeah. So if you storm Area 51 and you don't make it out alive, this insurance company is going to pay you out. So this is really just a public service announcement. If you're going to storm Area 51, you can get an insurance policy. And if you don't make it out alive, then this agency will pay out. Now, they have alien abduction insurance policies worth $10 million. I'm here to let you know that they've actually paid out on one alien abduction policy. Okay, they did not. What? They paid out on an alien abduction insurance policy? Yeah. I said induction, abduction. (laughs) This insurance company... This has sold 6,000 alien abduction policies back when it was first created back in 1987. So it's been 30 years and 6,000 people have actually taken out alien abduction insurance policies. And one person was actually paid out, Bradley. How? The truth is out there. (laughs) You're saying that this person was abducted and they paid. But you can't. What? Mm -hmm. How much were they paid? This has so much room for scams. Uh, you think? Well, you think. I mean, it's in Florida. Come on here. Um, so I want to let you know, though, that they were paid out on this policy. But I don't know if the people who took out the policy read the fine print. Because if you, Bradley and Sonny, want to take out an alien abduction insurance policy and you want to get paid out, benefits are paid in equal installments of $1 per year for 20 Million years. Okay. 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 This is what we call crap. Say that last last part one more time. So if you qualify your alien abduction insurance, Mm -hmm. if you were actually abducted by alien Sonny Mm -hmm. and you filed for a claim, your benefits would be paid out in equal installments of $1 per year for 20 million years. That's a whole nother level of petty that I just, I need to study. Yeah, so they're like, oh, sure, no, we'll pay out. 
Here's your dollar. Right. <laughs> this year. So that's. See you next year. Oh my One more dollar. <laughs> and a dollar for you. And a dollar that's for you. That's kind of brilliant. Now, two people have submitted claims, and one claim person actually submitted a Polaroid photograph <laughs> of the aliens as proof of the abduction. I'm sure it was like Carl, the cousin of the guy who runs this company, who they could then say, we actually have paid out so that more people would be dumb enough to buy this thing. Now, I'm here to also tell you guys that if the alien abduction insurance isn't necessarily for your lifestyle, you can also get reincarnation insurance and asteroid insurance. Wow. Okay. So when... Your property is pummeled by an asteroid. That's genius. You can get paid out. And by genius, I mean uh, good on the company that figured out they could fleece money from people for this dumb reason. This makes me think of those things where you're like, do you want to buy a star? We're selling stars. Or, you know, we're selling um, pieces of the sky. Okay, sure. Exactly. Here's your certificate. Now, by the way, if you do want to buy one of these policies for yourself or maybe a loved one, or maybe we should buy it for Colleen because Colleen Lindstrom. Yeah, well, she needs some alien abduction insurance because she thinks that it's possible to be abducted by aliens. Yeah, and she actively invites aliens to probe. (sighs) (laughs) It's only going to cost you $24.95. Okay, well, maybe for her next birthday we can spring for... That twenty four ninety. I'm just letting you guys know that this is an option for you. Do we get paid out? out? Who gets paid if she gets abducted? She gets to determine who the eligible, the beneficiary of her. I would think her husband. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Who gets that dollar every year for the next twenty million years? All right. Well, when we come back, find out if Colleen gets another point. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood. One of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.